Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Victoria Vives Kwong. She is the international best-selling author of In a Matter of Seconds, a healing and shamanism teacher, a spiritual leader, and the host of the Divine Sexuality Podcast. She has helped over 4,000 women around the world to access greater fulfillment in their lives and help others do the same through energy healing and spirituality. Victoria emphasizes divine sexuality as the most powerful philosophy that she teaches because it is at the foundation of femininity and womanhood. Divine sexuality facilitates women's ability to positively relate to their bodies, to their partners, and to their sexuality. And I have had the distinct pleasure of being in the presence of Victoria Vives Huang more than once at the New Media Summit. She is the embodiment of what she teaches. She is absolutely a joy to be around, and she has a very, very powerful set of moves on the dance floor. <laughs> and so I am so happy that we finally are at this point where you are here on the show. Welcome and thank you for being here, Victoria. Thank you so much, Angel. I, I've been waiting for this for so long. I'm super excited to connect with you, with your audience, and let's have a great time. <laughs> yes, let's have a great time. Well, Victoria, I want to hear the backstory because for me personally, Divine sexuality was not in the equation as I was growing up. It was never something that was really talked about other than don't get pregnant or don't get a disease, mm. right? Mm. There was very little in the culture that supported true divine sexuality. And I know that's the case for me and quite possibly in the culture that you grew up in, I'm sure that the same thing was true. Mm. So I am curious and really, really wondering what happened in your life that allowed you to step into this role as a woman who is speaking and a voice for divine sexuality? Oh my goodness, it has been quite the journey. So similarly to what you were sharing, I grew up in a place where we have actually an ultra-conservative regime. So sex was strictly for procreation. And it's almost like us women, we were just there to serve our husbands. So that was what we could aspire to. And to make things better or worse, <laughs> I was in a household where we were only women. So it was my mom, my aunt, my grandmother, and I was attending an only girls school. So right there and knowing what female sexuality was at that time, it was just a place to, 
to really be the loser. And I said, you know, not anymore. My mom, my grandmother, all the past generations in my lineage, all these women suffering, I'm not going to be the next. No, I don't want to be the next one. I'm going to change this right here, right now. So I started embracing the opposite. I said, I want to be like a man. I want to be super powerful. I want to make it in the world. So I made it into primetime television. I succeeded. Everything looked really good on the outside. But on the inside, I was really broken. There was a lot of unhealed trauma, deep-seated trauma. And at the end, when I got married, I could see this gap between my husband and I. So the bonding wasn't there at the level that I wanted it. So that's when I said, what do I do? I was teaching spirituality. I was deeply connected with healing. And yet, when it came to sexuality, I still have this stigma. I was incapable to really heal that aspect of myself. So I had to do it for myself, for my marriage, for my happiness, and for my lineage. Mm. And when I got there is when I saw all my students that I have been training for years in energy healing, they're missing this piece that is so important. So I made it a point, I have to bring this to them. And mm. that's when I started embracing divine sexuality. Beautiful. Well, I've got a lot of questions and a lot of things I want to underscore in that story. So the first thing I want to underscore for our listeners is you made a really conscious decision. I am not going to suffer. I am not going to suffer. But what was interesting is, and this is something that I also did, although it wasn't quite as conscious for me, I definitely polarized more towards the masculine side as well and decided that I was going to be, quote, I'm putting this in quotes, successful in the world, no matter what the cost, right? And uh, that also led for me to a spiritual breakdown and spiritual healing situation. And there was a lot of trauma there. So what I want to ask you next is first, what was your country of origin and your culture of origin? Because we may have listeners, because we have listeners from 50 countries around the world. We may wow. have listeners right in your country of origin right now and your culture of origin right now who may even be sneaking a listen right? If it's still that ultra conservative culture. So I'd love to hear where you originally came from. And I'd love to have a little bit of context along the timeline of like, when did you have the spiritual awakening that maybe took you out of the TV industry and into the spiritual realm and the teaching realm? Yes. Thank you for asking. Thank you. That's great to put it all into perspective. I grew up in Spain, and the thing is that we were under a dictatorial rule. So when the dictator died, we actually went into the opposite direction. <laughs> so we went from this terrible censorship and repression into a place where people felt like we're free, finally. So we went to a place that I wouldn't say it was very balanced, it was quite polarized, <laughs> but it brought the other perspective. So in Spain, we are not as repressed as we were, not at all. It still is quite chauvinistic. <laughs> but other than that, sexuality is, is not how it was before. So that's a good thing. However, throughout all my work in television, I actually had to have a near-death experience to wake up. 
so that was when I finally realized, oh, wow, okay, yes, I'm doing very good on the physical reality, <laughs> but on the other side, there are things that I experienced when I went to the other side that now I cannot live in the same way. So I have to look further. And that's what started that transformation. Beautiful. So for people who are not familiar necessarily, I mean, this podcast, we explore all kinds of subjects and topics. And I myself have done shaman shamanic work and am trained in the shamanic tradition and done a lot of work in energy medicine and energy healing. But, you know, I was also a real estate developer and you were in TV and now you're a spiritual healer. So <laughs> for anybody who's not really super familiar with either this kind of the awakening, maybe you could talk a little bit about your awakening experience, mm. because I think sometimes people, when I had mine, I could have gone the way of saying, I must have lost my mind. I need to go see a psychiatrist. I need to get on drugs. But thankfully I didn't do that. I chose a different direction because I happened mm. to be in a yoga community mm. right at the beginning there. And so there was at least a context and people around me that could support me in knowing that it was a spiritual awakening. But for our listeners, can you talk a little bit about your spiritual awakening process? Because somebody might really need to hear that right now. Yes. Oh my goodness. I had not experienced that in a setting that was conducive to teach me or support me. So it was kind of chaotic. I was in Spain and I had the near-death experience. So I drawn in the ocean. So I had an experience out of body, seeing myself going into the floor of the ocean, basically and having experience there and then coming back. So after that, I was just like, I have a second chance in life. This is amazing. And everything seemed similar, but suddenly I was in a yoga center actually, and, and we were chanting mantras. And suddenly I was one with everything. Like in an instant, I was the infinite. And I had this incredible experience and my body just started doing kriyas, which is like yoga movements and breathing in its own. And I couldn't control it. So, of course, my family thought I was crazy and I, I agreed with them. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have better options at that time. So I, I said, OK, I have to stop doing what I'm doing because I was really not connected to physical reality and I was still working on television. So I was going to my show, just doing some, I, I was hostess in, in one show, just talking there in television. And then I would go in my, my ethereal realm after that. And it was unsustainable. Hmm. So finally I had to stop everything. I had a kind of ritual with the other side, but finally had to leave it. My family was very scared. They recommended for me to take some pills mm. and the pills, thankfully, my, my aunt is a psychologist. So thankfully the pills were only so that I could sleep because I couldn't sleep. I would go out of body every night and it was just scary <laughs> because I didn't have guidance. So I started sleeping. I, I became as normal as I could, as connected to earth as I could. I forgot about all the rest for a couple of years. And then finally, I found a group of metaphysics healing 
and that was life-changing so i'm so happy angel that you had that environment of yoga and people who supported you because for me finding this group was a salvation and thanks to this group i was able to understand i'm not crazy even then this negative connotation of did i lose my mind did i have a psychotic episode stayed with me for years until a psychologist who happened to be also a shamanic practitioner she told me no that was a kundalini awakening this was a third eye opening these were kriyas and i was like oh, for real i wasn't crazy and finally i was able to let go of the all of this burden <laughs> but seriously for years i thought it wasn't the case so that's when i made it a point to help and mentor others so i have had many students coming through my courses and having that awakening but in this framework in which they can understand what they are going through if they are seeing something different that they didn't perceive before if they are hearing voices it's not that they are getting crazy it's that they are expanding their consciousness into frequencies that they didn't access before perfect oh my god that was beautifully said really beautifully said so listeners i really want you to hear that there are realms of experience that are outside of what many of us were taught to believe was quote normal and what what i'm really interested here is that you actually shut off experiencing your experiences and that happens for many people as well i know that happens for many people as well and part of the reason why so many people shut off their experiences is because they don't have they don't feel they have the support or they're being pressured by the quote we'll put it in quotes normal world around them family friends whatever bosses but mostly because there's no support structure or has not been up until now a support structure that says like what you experienced victoria this was a kundalini awakening i had one myself i remember when that happened and that well you know thankfully i was a little further along in my journey but when the kundalini awakening happened that was terrifying for me as well and thankfully i had people around me who expressed to me what was going on so mm -hmm. that i i was able to navigate it and and so i just really want people to hear that there is help and there is support for this we are going to take a little break and when we come back we're going to tell you how you can find out more about victoria get the kind of help and support that she offers both on the spiritual level of things as well as specifically around divine sexuality but right now we are going to take a short break and we want to tell you wickedly smart women a few good lovely pieces of news one is this coming year is going to be the year of building the community out even more than we have up until now right now we have listeners around the world and um, my intention for the coming year is to start to gather you all together in a facebook group which we will have a link for that in the show notes and i also want to uh, share with you that we're going to have a store we have a store uh, that we've started which will have some merchandise in it t-shirts and coffee mugs and things like that and all that information will be in the facebook group and we also want to just ask you to continue to support the wickedly smart women movement by either making a donation at wickedlysmartwomen.com those are always helpful or by sharing the show with your 
mothers, sisters, daughters, friends, colleagues, uh, anybody who you think can use some of the wisdom that you are hearing from our amazing guests. And I want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We have thousands of people downloading all over the world, 50 different countries. And let's see who we're going to shout out this week. I think we had Spain on our list, so we probably ought to shout out to our listeners in Spain. Yes, there's Spain right there on the list. So shout out to our listeners in Spain and also other Spanish-speaking countries like Mexico and Costa Rica Mm -hmm. and... Let's see, Colombia. We have lots of Spanish-speaking countries on our list of listeners. So shout out to all of you. And we will be right back with Victoria Vivesquam. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Victoria Vivas Kwong. You can find out more about her and receive an ebook that is available for download at victoriavives.com forward slash divine. And we will have that link for you in the show notes. Victoria, tell our listeners uh, what the book is about that they are going to be able to access when they go to that link. Yes. So these are the five hidden traps that keeps us women in a place of the shut off state, as I call it. So instead to be our blooming women, our beautiful expression of femininity, sometimes we are trapped in this places. So, for example, when we are really focused on our masculine, perhaps we are so overachiever women with our businesses, we start working from our masculine aspects so much that we forget about our self-care, about really going into manifesting things by attracting them, by really that force of the creative feminine. And we go into pushing things into (laughs) existence, which is not as helpful. So that's one of the traps. Another trap is the body shame that we experience sometimes. So if we are not feeling comfortable in our bodies, what can we do to start reconnecting with them and understanding that we have all these standards, these stereotypes that amount to nothing really, and that we can have to start accepting who we are, our own uniqueness. Another aspect is the sisterhood, how important it is to have a group of women that surround you, support you, that understand what it is to be a woman in, in its full beauty. So yeah, we have these five hidden traps and how we can move through them. Beautiful. I love that. So ladies, definitely go to victoriavives.com forward slash divine and download that ebook 
to help you find out where you are trapped so that you can unleash your femininity, your divine sexuality, and you can actually start to flourish. So let's talk, Victoria, about this masculine feminine thing, because mm-hmm. I think that there is a whole generation, maybe two generations of women who Thankfully, there was a generation of women who rose up and said, we're more than just housewives, right? (laughs) We're more than just housewives. We're more than just sex, you know, objects for our husbands. We're more than just baby factories. We have something to offer to the world. We have gifts to offer to the world. Unfortunately, many of that generation and the subsequent maybe two additional generations, I'm going to say there's at least two and maybe three generations of women went and polarized themselves in order to literally penetrate the masculine world, we had to masculinize ourselves. And for me, at least, what I discovered was that it was very detrimental to my physical health. I didn't realize how detrimental it was to my physical health until until I had some awakenings around this, this aspect. The big challenge for me, and it may be for other women as well, is what the hell does it mean to be feminine? What the Mm -hmm. hell does that mean? I I don't, you know, like, how am I going to continue? Like, I fought, I fought hard to get this place, right? To get the money going, to get the accolades going, to be seen as somebody of value in the world instead of hidden behind the curtain. What the hell does it mean to be feminine? And am I going to lose all that I've gained if I try to go in that direction? Mm, What a great question, Angel. Yes, so um, what I feel is that as women, we wanted our freedom, we wanted our empowerment. So we went into this feminism movement, which was amazing and it enabled us so that we can achieve so many things and contribute to our world in so many ways. At the same time, we sacrifice the part of us that is that feminine aspect and that now we are actually missing in the world because if we don't hold it, who is going to do it? So bringing that femininity back is how we can be, again, the nurturers. That's what the feminine is, is the nurturers, not only for others, but also for ourselves. That's when self-care comes in so strongly. So how can we come back to being in the present moment being in our bodies, being in, in our senses, instead to be always planning in the mind that is more past and future. Whereas when we are in our bodies, in our hearts, we are fully present. We are embracing the moment. We are nurturing the moment. And that's what we are missing. So I always recommend my clients and students to just find little bits in the day in which they can reconnect. It might be just putting some music and allow ourselves to just go with it. And instead of being in our minds, being in our bodies, just connecting with that intuition, inner wisdom, with that moment that we are living, or perhaps having an essential oil and just some drops of essential oil and connecting with our senses. Our senses are what can bring us exactly where we need to be right in the present moment. So we need those breaks throughout the day because, yes, we want to keep our businesses, of course. We want to keep what we have accomplished. But when we are working in this transition into a more feminine aspect, we can work from the place of attracting things, allowing things. So it's not about pushing that penetrative 
energy, but it's more about how we allow things to come to us because we are exuding that feminine energy and we are tapping into that creative force that is sexuality and that is the most powerful force in the universe. So by allowing in that way. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about this whole idea of allowing, because as you were speaking, like something just in the moment dropped in for me about whenever I started to be listening to people like you who do work in the divine feminine and femininity and sexuality and all of those things, I always thought, allowing, what the hell, you know, what the hell does that mean, allowing? Am I just going to sit around and be doing nothing and all of a sudden (laughs) something will magically arrive? And what I got in the moment that you just spoke is it's about actually creating a vacuum. It's about creating a welcoming space, an inviting space. The word welcome came to me. And so what I'd love to have you talk about now, because we only have a few more minutes left, I want to have you talk about as we move through this transition, as we dismantle some of the detrimental masculine habitual behaviors that we have engaged in, and we start to become more allowing, to become more welcoming, what can our women who are listening expect that will let them know they're on the right track? Yes, sometimes everything is almost laid down before us, like the path is right there, but we are so busy in front of the computer, the cell phone, that we are not seeing any of the signs that the universe is presenting in front of us. So from time to time, just taking that moment to perhaps go out under the sun and quiet your mind for a moment. And things start popping in, uh, for us, like you might start remembering things or, or just your energy starts changing and you become more magnetic to the kind of people that can support you, your path. And they start seeing you, whereas before maybe you were just not accessible from the frequency you are in. So we want to start being able to really have those spaces in our days that is not doing, 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 but more about being. As human beings, we do too much and we have to be more. So just allowing those spaces to just sit and just see what comes. New ideas might come. Like, for example, how many times happens that the best ideas come in the shower when we are not so focused, right? (laughs) So we have all the information we need. We most likely have all the connections we need to create the things that we want. But sometimes we are so focused and engrossed in things that are actually pulling us away from what we truly desire. So creating those spaces, and I love the word that you use, vacuum, because it also reminds me of the void of creation where everything can be manifested, but we need that space. Yeah, beautiful. So we have only a couple of minutes left before we have to close, Victoria. So in our last couple of minutes, I'd love to have you just talk briefly about what our women can expect when they move into this more feminine way of navigating in the world and drop some of this masculine armor in terms of their sex lives? What can they expect? Mm, (laughs) That gets yummy now. (laughs) Okay, so I'm sure that many of us can relate to going to bed at night with our beloved or, or just at the end of the day wanting to go to a date and we just don't have the bandwidth. 
we are so overwhelmed, exhausted. We have so many spreadsheets that we are thinking about in our heads that is like we don't have, you know, we're not present. <laughs> so we are unable to truly connect in the present moment with our partner. So by creating these spaces in our lives and being acting from a place more of allowance, this starts bringing your life back. So this is a life worth living. I always think of when people are in their deathbed, they don't think, oh, I wish I did one more launch of my program. They don't think that. They think, I wish I had more meaningful moments with my loved ones. So we need to create those spaces. They're not going to be given to us unless we create that space. So that's what we can start expecting by bringing that more feminine outlook on things. And I feel that even it will have a ripple effect in the world. I feel that many of the problems we have on our planet is because we are not bringing any of the nurturing aspects. We are so masculine and so goal-oriented that we are not nurturing our world. We are exploiting it. Mm. So I feel it will have extremely positive ramifications for us and especially for the generations to come. Mm. I love that. Well, as you were saying that right there at the end about how important it is that we remember our own feminine nature. And as a result of that, by extension, it ripples out into the world and the exploitation of the beauty of this planet is what's at risk. The exploitation of the beauty of this planet that mm -hmm. actually keeps us all alive is what <laughs> is at risk if we continue to perpetuate, you know, behaving out of alignment with our own actual nature. Yeah, beautiful. Well, big. That's a big, big message, Victoria. <laughs> really yes. big message for everyone to listen to. And so, you know, just imagine the more pleasure that you allow yourself to have, the more presence that you allow yourself to be in, the more allowing and welcoming you are to life's magic, mm. the better it gets. The whole, the better it gets for you, the better it gets for the whole wide world. Well, Victoria, it has been such a pleasure to have you. I want to thank you so much for being with us mm -hmm. today. I want to thank all of our listeners all around the world. We do love feedback listeners. So please let us know what you thought of today's episode by calling into our listener line. We'll have that number for you in the show notes, or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. We definitely want to see you in our Facebook community. This coming year is going to be a big year of building that out in a way that is welcoming. We're not going to be focused on building it out. We're just going <laughs> to open the space and welcome and magnetize whoever is meant to be there. Uh, we're just going to create the space. And if it's a fit for you, we, we welcome you and invite you to join us there. I do want to thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list 
to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.